Ready ho. So welcome Dave. This is episode three of No Excuses Real Inspiration. So hosted by myself, Scott Marshall. So I'm on today just to find out about your fitness journey, where you started and you know where you're gonna end up in the next five, ten years. Um, so we'll we'll start off. Um, if you could introduce yourself um for the viewers, just because obviously nobody knows you. Well, thanks, Scott, for having me on. Um, for your viewers, my name's Dave. I'm a personal trainer based in East Kilbride, Glasgow. I've been roughly in the fitness industry for going on five years now. Funny enough, we both did our courses together, which is how we know each other. Um, so I got into the fitness uh, industry mainly because I was quite overweight, very self-conscious about myself and how I felt about myself physically um I was in a really kind of toxic relationship as well so mainly because a lot of guys find it quite difficult to talk about you know relationships and mental health and that uh, I decided after this relationship had ended I wanted to explore other avenues in terms of what I wanted to do and naturally I did a program called P90X and that's mainly what got me into the fitness industry Right, okay. So so tell me, um, did you so when you obviously came out your relationship, um you mentioned your weight gain. Yeah. Um mm. so did you did you lose any weight, you know, from going on to your new program? Yeah, um, so I probably at my heaviest I was pushing nearly fourteen stone. Um right. I probably got down to at least about nine and a half stone. Mainly wow. that was over a period of time. I think that was roughly over nearly a year yeah. of training as yeah. well. But when I did this program, I was kind of on and off it. I wasn't really consistently sticking to it, but it did help me kind of get an understanding of how you know people build these sort of fitness programs and things like that. And I thought while the fitness industry was changing at that time, I thought I really wanted to get into something quite similar because I was really inspired to, yeah. you know, change. And I figured yeah, that yeah. would be the way for me to help other people. Because I noticed there was a lot of people online pushing, like, you know, diet shakes and things like that that just wasn't helping people. And I wouldn't say anything bad about any sort of slimming clubs or anything like that, you know. I just find... I found that doing all these sort of things myself, it never really worked for me. And I wanted to learn sort of the fundamental scientific stuff behind it as well. And that's why I got into the fitness industry and yeah. why I am where I am just now. No, good. Um, so we're going to go even further back, uh, Dave. So um, in school, um, what was your favourite type of sport? Favorite type of sport? Now that's a very good question because I was mainly the like the one they picked last for like dodgeball and all that. So I was always <laughs> getting hit. By right, okay. <laughs> so that was probably my least favorite. Um, um, our PE teacher was quite inter an interesting fella because um he mostly did like old school fitness stuff. So it was like proper high intensity like climbing frames and jumping about, sort of military style classes and i really enjoyed that sort of stuff but as a young chubby 10 year old it didn't really <laughs> do any better um i did find it quite a bit of a challenge but overall 
that was probably one of my favorite subjects in school and I never really considered myself a sporty person per se I wasn't really into football I'm still not into football I still don't see the point of football to be honest <laughs> even though I worked for a, a Glasgow club which does deal with football yeah. um, but I never really personally found the whole thing about football quite interesting but I am um, I did quite admire most of your, the athletes that were playing you know going out late at night as well, getting fit and attending all these clubs. But it wasn't really my sort of thing. My thing was, like I say, sort of sports, military style fitness and martial arts. Um, I did study Aikido as well. My dad was a sensei. He was a second degree black belt. So I went to quite a lot of his classes and kind of patched it after a while because I just, I think I lacked the discipline of, of the time to do something like that. But even though I did like the discipline, it did give me some experience and something a bit different. Yeah. Mainly I'm into boxing just now. Right, okay. So can you probably see yourself get signing up for a charity boxing match? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not to be honest, no. Uh, I couldn't fight my way out of paper bag, to be honest. Well, well you never know. You never know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so obviously we, we, talk, we spoke about your best sport there and then obviously you touched on dodgeball probably being your worst anyway <laughs> um, right so you touched on your PE teacher who was very inspiring so can you tell me give me maybe two or three people who inspire you inspires you through life or they still inspire you right now it could be um, that's a very good question um Mainly, um, the mate when I did P90X, I would say the the creator who ran that, Tony Horton, he was one of the guys that mainly inspired me to get fit. Also, my PE teacher. But I would say the reason Tony Horton really inspired me was because he had a philosophy of no matter what age you kind of started at, you could age is just a number. You're you're as fit as you feel and. I feel personally that when I did his program, he was more of a relatable type of person rather than just sort of your high intensity fitness instructor screaming in your ear, not really understanding your journey. Because at school, I always found fitness, like I said, you know, very tough, very challenging. And I didn't find it fun most of the time. But yeah. when I did these sort of programs, it, it was fun. It was enjoyable. And yeah, he's one of the main guys that really inspired me. Yeah. Um, also, a lot of things as well. Um, I try to think. Um, and that, a very good question of somebody else that inspires me because I would say, I suppose I could hit out with an actor that inspires me. Yeah, I'd, say, yeah. I'd say Patrick Stewart kind of inspires me as an actor as well because I just like his sense of versatility when it comes to like, you know, his projects and his shows and things like that, mainly because when he's on screen, you believe the character that he's playing. So, yeah, I would say those two people, they inspire me the most. Yeah. And then, so obviously your, your program, P, P90X, am I right in saying that? Yeah. Um, are you still doing that just now? Um, yeah, I'm sort of doing it on and off. Like, I'm doing it as I kind of like three times a week right now, um, mainly just to get in shape before Christmas so I can yeah, yeah. stop my um, face full of turkey. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you, so... Uh, you obviously, you mentioned boxing as well. Are you doing a wee bit of boxing training as well? Um, I'm mostly just doing pad work with a couple of friends. I'm not really 
doing that sort of professionally or can you know going to clubs like that yeah, mainly yeah. because obviously with lockdown I'm, i was trying to stay away from as many people as i could yeah yeah no, that's uh, i did get into some training with a pal of mine before before the 2020 lockdown and i was taking it very seriously and then after that he got kicked out of the gym for whatever reason and <laughs> never came back so basically <laughs> a trainer from then right okay yeah uh, so I didn't really have anybody else to turn to, but I mainly just kept up the pad work as well. No, I did. Um, so, so let's talk about, um, you obviously touched on the, the lockdown um, and now we're coming out of that. So pre-COVID compared to post-COVID, how how's your training went from, from there? Post COVID, uh, pre COVID, um, uh, yeah, it was all right. You know, g- gym wise, you know, I was relatively keeping myself fit. Um, I was mainly just going out for runs more than anything, rather than sticking to any sort of weight training thing. Funny thing was, before the March lockdown, I was actually in Edinburgh a couple of weeks prior, before the main lockdown actually happened. Right. And I went into a uh, powerhouse fitness to just kind of have a browse. But part of me. When I was with my when I was with my girlfriend at the time, we're still together, by the way. Um, <laughs> we we seen these resistance bands, and something just kind of spoke to me to get those resistance bands. Little did I know that it was probably the best thing I ever bought because everyone was looking for equipment, especially when the gyms all closed and everyone yeah. was like, ah. So um, during lockdown, though, it was definitely something to keep me busy, but I wasn't actively, you know working as a PT I mainly I suppose I had a the odd client here and there but I never really I wasn't really pursuing a business probably the best time to do it but I thought more more importantly I wanted to focus on my mental health aspect than anything else because I just felt for for a time I kind of neglected myself and neglected who I was as a person and I felt that that time was for me to just kind of reflect and you know take things into perspective and realize that, you know, not to take things too seriously because as lockdowns happened, it gave us a new perspective on everything that life can change like that. And it mainly that lockdown for me really kind of puts things into perspective that you shouldn't really take anything for granted. Um, Life's life's too short, you know. Oh, 100%. I think um, people, I think, Nowadays, a lot of people are still negative, but um, but we need to act positively, you know, um, in our day-to-day lives um, because the, the thing is, if I'm negative, if I'm being negative just now, that reflects on you and then you're going to be negative on the next person and then that just, it goes like, you know, dominoes. Yeah, or, yeah, that makes sense. And I think as well that, a lot of people have dealt with the lockdown quite differently. I know people who have done amazing things during lockdown. They've started their own businesses. They've really kind of, from my point of view, seen the pers- the different perspective of things. But I won't lie to you, it was quite difficult as well. Um, round about, I think, September time, I think my mental health did take a bit of a dip. I think we were coming in of coming out of lockdown, yeah, but there yeah. was a really lot of uncertainty for either a November or December lockdown. Yeah, everything that was going on at work, the whole furlough thing, although I was fine furlough-wise and money-wise, that wasn't the point. There was just not a lot of consistency with my job at the time. They were saying it to us to come in and then not to come in, and I just 
my mind was just going through basically like a blender to be honest and I had yeah. no sort of consistency of what's going on so to be quite frank and I'm quite I'm quite open about this I did have a bit of a mental breakdown right. and uh, yeah and it's quite hard for a lot of guys to talk about mental health and talk about their experiences because there is a lot of people say there isn't really much of a stigma attached but even now even to some guys there is they feel there is a stigma attached to mental health and it's yeah. really hard for a guy to open up and talk about how he feels but I'm quite open about that and quite frank about how I feel yeah comes to my health and I think, how um, I, feel mentally. I think my, myself as well like I think um personally um it's hard for me you know uh, I'm very addicted to going to the gym so as you know I'm up at the crack of dawn I'm up at five in the morning and I'll go to the gym at six if I can uh, maybe fit in an hour session you know because um, that, that's my routine now. Um, I, I generally don't like to have a, a long lie. <laughs> a long lie to me is probably seven o'clock in the morning, you know. Um, but I'm definitely enjoying my structure and my routine, you know, training with weights, having a wee balance, you know, doing G-cycle classes, um, back doing box fit, kettlebells. Like since working at Glasgow Club, that your your nighttime and daytime is just all over the place. That you just wake up at random times, like yes. you just up so early, and then it's like there's times where I've woke up at five five thirty and four thirty in the morning, and I just can't get back to sleep. But and you know it's a good thing as well because I think getting up early gives me a lot bloody fly here. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Probably cut that out. <laughs> no um, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've noticed um that I've been getting up a lot more earlier and I think I have a lot more time in the day, which is pretty good. It allows me to kind of get my you know priorities in order, which really helps. So yeah, good. yeah that's pretty good. Ah, uh, good man. Um right. So let's so what's the best compliment you've ever received, Dave? It's the best compliment. I actually got it the other day, just as I was fin- uh I'll give you a wee bit of background as well. I just finished up at JD Gyms in East Kilbride. Um, I was only there for a few weeks, mainly just because of the, you know, the furlough, no, not furlough, the furlough, what am I talking, aye, so mainly because lockdown was easing and I wanted to get a bit of experience in that sort of gym industry and I wanted to find out, you know, how a sort of private gym would operate in terms of opening up and how they operate within the public. Yeah. Um, but I had a lot of good experience there. I only just finished a couple of weeks ago, but I did try and compromise to stay. But unfortunately, their business model didn't allow me to stay, mainly because my rota kind of clashed with theirs. So yeah, as it is, sailor V life goes on. But the best compliment I got was actually on my last day. And it was just, it was quite interesting. A lot of quite a lot of members turned up to me and said, it was quite interesting because I had a morning class, kind of like a CrossFit style class. Oh, yeah. And they said, I only come to this class because you're teaching it. And I don't think I'm going to come to this class anymore. And I was like, that's really nice. But also at the same time, it's quite sad because I'm here I'm leaving you as well, but you're now not going to come to this class. Yeah, so yeah. But yeah I suppose that was, that's really a good compliment I've got as well. Yeah. Uh, and another one as well, when I was when I got interviewed for Glasgow Life as well, um, I got told that I'd actually done a really good interview. I'm not saying where I applied for or had my interview for, but they did say the interview that I did was the best one today. So I'm not trying to big myself up or anything like that, but 
the fact that somebody can come and tell me that they probably tell that to everybody to be honest yeah. but <laughs> you know i'll um, take what they can give me to be honest okay so going back to your your first compliment right so um you know working in the fitness industry i think we we tend to find that you know um customers or clients uh, tend to latch on to certain individuals and they like the style or classes or you know programs that we put together and i think it's a shame that you know customers you know are, are walking away from fitness, you know, because that individual is leaving. Um, I think we should maybe be a wee bit more open-minded and give everybody a, a chance, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I totally agree because I think as well that that individual who's probably came to that class and seen that personal trainer and seen them week on week on week and really got, got in a close bond with that, personal yeah, yeah. trainer maybe that's like the highlight of their day but then to find out that that personal trainer is leaving it doesn't look good on I suppose the facility as well so I'm not saying that the company that I worked for albeit shortly was bad you know don't get me wrong it was actually brilliant but it just yeah. unfortunately circumstances changed no no that no I totally get that um so you've obviously we've spoke a lot about your sport so, to date, what's your biggest challenge that you've achieved? To date, what's the biggest challenge that I've achieved? Oh, now that's a very, very good question. Um, <laughs> I need to think that this is like a, this is probably one of those things that they did ask me in the interview. What's the biggest challenge? <laughs> I've um, the biggest challenge, I suppose, that a personal goal of mine is just I used to take things so seriously into heart, and I'd never really gave myself a break to be honest. So I suppose that's one of the biggest goals I've achieved is so, just yeah. to kind of try and relax a bit more. Yeah. And so you kind of, um, if I'm right in saying, you kind of used to wear your heart on your sleeve, you know? Yeah. Aye. And I suppose that's not a bad thing to an extent, but a lot of people can tend, can tend to take advantage of that. So I suppose as of now, I'm, I don't wear my heart on my sleeve as, as much as Aye. I used to. Aye, good. Good. Right. Right, okay. So... What are you currently doing now, um, fitness-wise? Um, uh, like job, job-wise, uh, in the industry. What are you, are you delivering? One-to-one sessions at a certain gym, or are you doing online training? Uh, well, I'm mostly just start. I'm mostly doing online. I sort of, like I said to you, I did that bit on and off for a while. Um, but I'm more consistently getting back into it. Um, trying to start my my online PT business and really try and target, you know, not target, but more kind of, you know, find my target uh, demographic, to be honest. So I'm really working through what my specific niche is yeah. and how I can help them, you know, effectively. Because I don't want to just have help every Tom, Dick and Harry, you know, I want to try and help a broad range of people. Yeah, yeah. Who really need the help. Well, and I found that working in these sort of gyms, I, I, I think I've kind of narrowed my niche down a wee bit and I'm kind okay. of polishing up a wee bit. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm, yeah, I'm working online now. Okay, so tell me, tell me, what, what's your niche? Who, who do you want? Who, who would you like to work with? What type of clients? I would say my type of clients, I would want to work with bigger guys who, bigger guys and bigger people who have, you know, really struggled to lose weight, have tried every diet under the sun, they've probably tried Slimming World, Just Plus, Everything and probably you know, herbal life as well. 
Yeah, hair boy. Let's not get started on that. Um, yeah, but I every single diet they probably tried. Um, that's the sort of people I want to work with. The people that have you know never counted a calorie in their life and really don't have a broad understanding about how to do basic nutrition. Those are the sort of people I really want to help. Yeah, no, good. Um, right, so let's let's go into your next goals for maybe the next five years. So where, 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 where do you see Dave Clark in the next five years within the fitness industry? Where do I see myself in the next five years? Um, I would say I'd, I'd like to see myself with a somewhat moderately you know comfortable business you know helping people i wouldn't say i want a gym or anything like that because i think that's too much upkeep as well and mainly yeah. because covid as well yeah. so i can see kind of lock closes down gyms so i think there's a bit of uncertainty when it comes to opening a facility but i wouldn't say never say never but at the moment my focus is just try to be a somewhat moderately trustworthy personal trainer who works online no, good. Right, okay, so let's let's go a wee bit deeper now. So I'm going to change the game here. So if you had $100 million to spend on health, technology, no red tape, how would you spend it? So in the current, you know, climate, how would you spend your $100 million? You know, what, what would you invest it on, you know, to change the fitness industry and health? Um, I think as well that I'm going to use the private gyms, for example, here, because I've worked I've worked in quite a lot of private gyms, um, the sort of commercial gyms, private gyms, you know, things that are different from your local authority gyms. Yeah. And I find that they tend to follow the same business model, mainly the sort of self-employed, self-contractor. That's the sort of model they tend to follow. So if I had a hundred million pounds to change that industry, what I would do is I'd bring in a model where personal trainers actually get well compensated for their time. Um, yeah. I know there's sort of rent-based models and things like that that work well for PTs as well. But I say if you're working a sort of basic contract, maybe 15, 20 hours a week, you get paid for that. You wouldn't go in as a self-employed contractor or anything like that. So you wouldn't be doing those classes for free or, you know, working yeah. your time you'd be getting paid for that that's what i would like to do oh, I'd, open, I'd open up a chain of gyms based around that model and i would never i would make sure that each employee who comes to my gyms if that was me yeah, they'd yeah. Be with respect and integrity yeah that's how I, think, I, would like to although, I don't think 100 million would go far these days <laughs> definitely not because <laughs> um, you've got to bear in mind that if you were going to take on like 10, 15 PTs a club, you need to consider what the minimum wage would be for them yeah. and then take it for there. No, exactly. Right, so we touched on a wee bit about your mental health earlier, um, how you were struggling and stuff. Um, so now that we've obviously, we've got gyms back open and, you know, we can travel, you know, more or less anywhere we can. Um, are you feeling that your mental health is a lot better now and a better better place now than it was, you know, prior maybe six months ago? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it, it can kind of get me down sometimes. I would suppose I would have sad days and everything, but I wouldn't say I would be depressed or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. mainly what I do to kind of shake myself out of it or make myself feel better, I, would, I wouldn't say shake myself out of that because that's quite inappropriate, but I would say 
kind of make myself feel a bit better, I would just go out for either a walk or a cycle or something like that. I know other people tend to do things differently and for whoever's listening to this, you do you and find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're struggling with mental health, you know, there's plenty of organisations out there for you to contact. Um, the one that I reached out to is called Distress Brief Intervention Scotland. They were really, really helpful when it came to, you know, my mental health. So yeah. they were quite new round about last year because I think they got set up during the pandemic. So they were quite, they were really helpful, albeit it was only like a two-week thing because the idea was they'd see, they'd talk to you every day for two, like they'd talk to you for two weeks. And then if they felt like you weren't getting any sort of progress, they would then refer you on to a specialist. But I felt like that two weeks of just, you know, talking to somebody and getting all my frustrations off my chest, that really did help. But uh, there is plenty of numbers out there for anybody that needs them. Uh, did. So you mentioned, um, obviously, uh, walking and cycling is that something you do quite regular yeah, yeah I cycle quite a lot as well um I cycle to the shops I cycle to work um um a lot of people said you're looking a wee bit fatter and that but I barely noticed to be honest yeah. so um, obviously, obviously given you know um cycling walking going to the gym so you're definitely you feeling a wee bit more energized about yourself would you say oh 100% 100% I just think that just getting out a lot more definitely does help put things into perspective as well. Yeah, I think, and then I think now we're, we're coming to this stage of the year where the dark nights are coming in, you know, the, the horrible weather. So this is where um, a lot of people's mental health is going to struggle yet again, you know, um, because like we could all say, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym, yet, you know, but, you know, it's, if we're driving down to the gym, or cycling to the gym, you know, it's not that bad. But if we're having to use public transport, then it's more of an issue. But if you're going to, you know, go to the gym and stuff through winter, continue, continue to keep going because there's no point in letting bad weather put you off. You know, um, you know, worst case scenario, if it's snow or ice, if you've got equipment in the house, you can do a quick half hour in the house, you know, a wee body weight, core exercise, or, you know, easy as that. The thing is as well, I found if you can't be bothered, like this is something I used to tell my clients quite a lot, that if they were doing like half an hour sessions, I mean, I'd say if you are can't be bothered doing half an hour all in one go, split up into three 10-minute sessions over the course of the day. Honestly, 10 minutes doesn't yeah. seem a lot, but... If you had up over the week, it does make a difference. Oh, definitely. definitely. So, you know, you don't need to be, you know, killing yourself in the gym constantly to change your life. You just need to do the small basic steps to get yourself from where you are now to where you want to be. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, no, that's fine, Dave. Um, right, so let's, let's move on. Okay, so... What's your plans? Are you going so what's your plans for your online business for probably between now and January? So obviously you'll be looking to take on some clients. Could you tell me just tell me and tell the viewers where the we would find you online and stuff? Well, my plan is to launch in January. Um I figured right now isn't the time to launch at the moment. So I'm hoping to launch with in January, maybe. Start January, start maybe putting the ads out round about December time just to kind of really garner some attention, get some content out to people. But 
I'm talking to quite a lot of people in the fitness industry who've got their own private gyms and people like that who are giving me a lot of helpful information. So I'm not really paying for a mentor per se, but I'm speaking to quite a lot of well-known figures within the industry who are helping me out to get started. Now, I'm not going to say it's like, hopefully if all goes well, yeah, January, I should be able to launch roughly with a somewhat semi-decent program but again with any sort of program it's always about launching it and just refining it along the way you're never going to get a perfect launch no so, so it's always I, um, yeah trial trial and error you know yeah yeah totally um and i think as well uh whether i'm going to do that in a sort of class concept or a one-to-one i haven't really kind of figured that out yet i mean yeah. there's a lot of avenues i would like to go down but i think a lot of people tend to like the sort of class concept that seems to be kind of the thing that people are really interested in but but how can i tailor that to the individual that's what i'm trying to work out yeah no that's fine um no it's been a pleasure to have you on tonight dave yeah um so before we finish up um have you got any questions for myself regarding my fitness journey uh yeah yeah i've got like you remember when we were on our course Right, you remember all this as well. Many, like, many moons ago. <laughs> many, many moons ago. What what was the thing that stood out most of all while being on that course? What was the biggest thing? Like, it can be anything from what we learned to the lecturers. Like, what was the sort of thing that stood I out? Think, that um, I think that the thing from the course um, was building a friendship with yourself, Dave, just because, obviously, the two us went through that together. And we're still friends to this very day. Because, it's quite uh, funny, Like while you mentioned that, we ended up sitting the same exam together, which was quite funny. Yes. Yeah. And I think the study hours that we did, we put in together, I think we were quite confident that we were going to nail that exam. Aye. It was, it was, it was. Yeah. And, and, you know, looking back, so what was that? Was it 2016, I think? Yeah, 2016, aye. 2016 and... You know, the two are still involved in the, the fitness industry. Um, and I probably say maybe one or two from our course are still involved. Yeah. Maybe the, I think we had a class of 15 people. So mm-hmm. it just shows you only a small percentage actually, you know, stick it, you know, stick the game. Yeah, I know I know quite a few people have done it. Um, one guy I think you should, I don't know if, you, if you're in contact with Scott McClay at all. I don't know if you talked to him. Was it Stuart? No. Stuart, Stuart McClay, I think it is. I Stuart. Uh, I've not heard of him for a long time. Why did I say Scott? Ugh. But yeah. <laughs> um yeah, he's actually doing pretty well as well. He's um he's a registered nutritionist now, which is pretty cool. So oh, he's yeah. actually doing really good. Um I think Iona, who's on our course, Iona, she's now out in New Zealand. So there's yeah. a lot of, like I, there's quite a few of us that have kind of, you know went somewhere with us you no, know definitely. some of us have found you know our niche right away and some of us are still taking our time but it's just finding yeah. it it's just Aye, so as, our, future, I suppose. we're all we're all on um our fitness journey but it's whether what path we're gonna take you know Aye, totally uh, uh, but no um so this this podcast this will go live um this will go live next week um, nice. so it'll go on YouTube and SoundCloud as well so yeah. if you don't want to watch the video you can just listen to the audio on SoundCloud nice um, any other questions at all Dave? Um, God I'm just trying to think of one um, 
I, do you know what? I think, yeah, I think that's me for the night. Um, oh, yeah. I think so. Um, no, but it's um, so it's, it's been a real pleasure to have you on. Um, no excuses, real inspiration. Um, episode three. Um, you know, when I came up with this wee idea a couple of weeks ago, I never imagined I would be speaking to, you know, three people within the first week, you know, um, and I've got a few people booked in next week. So it's slowly progressing. Um, you know, um, there'll be more bigger things coming within the next couple of weeks. So yeah, just stay yeah, tuned. Sure. Um, and then what we'll do is um, hopefully, I'd probably say maybe middle of February, uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you again, Dave, just to see how your online business is um, getting on and then how you're actually getting on with your, your own fitness and how you're developing and how your goals are getting on. Yeah, I'd like that. All right, Dave. Thanks for coming along tonight. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>